0: JC & Associates presents On The Porch with Quadra Campbell and Rashida
1: Jeffers. All right, hello everyone. This
0: greetings, is, greetings.
1: This is uh, On The Porch with Quad and Sheeta. Uh, we're doing this podcast uh, forever for our company, JC & Associates. Uh, we felt uh, the need to um, address and, and give the community a little bit more deeper insight into some of the projects that we do, deal with. Um, some of the uh, communities that we deal with, uh, some of the clients that we deal with, uh, because um, everything that our company does, um, everything that we do, it is about building self-sustainable communities. And so that's who we are as a firm, uh, JC Associates. We are about building self-sustainable communities. And we work primarily in Greenville and Charleston, uh, but we know we do some things in some other places too. And so when we talk about building self-sustainable communities we do them through um, working on public policy and how do we get public policy done is we do it through our political clients Um, so we run political campaigns we write uh, public policy for those campaigns we organize uh, community roundtables and town halls around issues and then um, help get that legislation passed um, with our Uh, with our clients that's why we're doing this podcast you know um, this is the 21st century this is a chance you know because you know if you don't tell people what you're doing they won't know they won't know you know so um i am kwazio campbell i am the ceo of the company
0: i am rashida jeffers campbell i'm the president of the company
1: and uh so my background is um primarily in uh, economic development real estate i'm also an educator um and then political organizing. That's my other thing. Um, Rashida.
0: My background is that I'm a daughter of Beaufort, South Carolina, <laughs> primarily. I'm also an urban planner, I'm trained in that field, and also through neighborhood organizing and um, community work. So that All will right. wrap it up for me.
1: All right, so yeah, that's so. Uh, what we're going to be doing today is this is our first podcast. So what we're going to do today is uh, start where we live at, and so I'm a big believer that um, wherever you are, you should um, you know use your talents to make it better. All right, so I live in a community in Greenville uh, called Pole Mill, and Pole Mill is a uh, community or a traditionally mill community. Yeah,
0: it's the hood for white people. That's what Pro Mill is. It's always been where the working class folk was. And now over time, you know, it's gone from being a white neighborhood to a black and a Latino neighborhood. It's a a little more brown than what it used to be. Um, But this was always a white territory for Greenville, a working class um, community. So the bones of the community in terms of the investment from the mill factories that once reigned in this in this this area you know that characterizes this community traditional little mill houses the grid streets very quaint but over time you know there's been a lack of investment a lot of rental properties investor-owned properties that people have gotten older and their grandparents who used to work in the mill no longer want to live here the grandkids don't want the property so some of them are living in their grandparents' house. Others are renting those properties out and turning them into investment opportunities. Um, so there's this this community is very dynamic because there's a lot of, of renters. So there's a lot of comers and there's a lot of goers. But there's also a few, a handful, few of homeowners. Those who have been here. For many, many years, from the, even from the textile from back in the day, the original pole Mill is still in Poe Mill. Poe Mill has a lot going on. I was, I was going to say that it also has a handful of homeowners, too, um, of really good working people, um, people who have families, people who work hard, people who worship God, um, people who are just circumspect, very circumspect homeowners here. Um, so they bring a breeze of stability. They, they bring a breeze of warmth. Um, so there is a sense of um, community here, um, but it's, it's bustling. It's not in full bloom, but it just takes a flash of a light, a flicker of a light here to get things started and get people moving. So the, so the love that is here can grow and blossom. Um, but the bones are here. Um, its proximity to the city um, also makes it dynamic right mm-hmm. um, it's right downtown um, then it's right before you get to the mountains for the north up in traveler's rest it's you got, perfectly positioned, it's perfectly positioned. Um, you got the trails and all of that so this is becoming an area that this is becoming as as people are getting back into walkable communities, sustainable living, smaller homes, the bikes and the trail. As the people are getting into that, these working class communities are becoming the hotspot. And yeah. it's not gonna take long before it really pop off.
1: So today we have with us Pastor of Grace Church. Ooh, and, ooh, and I call him the Pastor Mitch. Brother Mitch, introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, and then tell us how you see Code Bill, and, and, and then we'll talk a little bit about the
2: work that we're doing. Well, thanks so much for having me on your first one, first podcast, first right. episode. Um, so I'm making history here as your first uh, guest. You are, yes. But my name is uh, Mitch Miller. I am the pastor of a church club, the full name of which is very long, It is Griggs Memorial Baptist Church, and for short, we call it Griggs Church. Okay. And it is a neighborhood uh, church. It's been actually a neighborhood church before I even got there seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been pastoring there seven years. But, you know, our name is a little funny, but it, Griggs was the last name of a guy named David Griggs. And he, just like you were talking about, uh, Rashida, you know, He and his family, friends, they lived in Poe Mill because of the mill. This is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And his job was, uh, he ran a grocery store. Okay. And from what I understand, uh, though I never got to meet him, uh, he was benevolent and loving and caring and gave a lot of groceries away, especially during tougher seasons of Pomell's history, I, I, wow. from what I hear. And, um, and, I, and I've actually talked to some people who were in Mill during those days and uh, and loved him and, and the family. You know, he kind of became uh, a picture of a good neighbor. And so our church was actually, this is a long time ago, but it was called Victory Baptist Church. And when he passed away, renamed its ministry after him.
0: Wow, ain't that something.
2: Yeah, so that's why it's called Griggs Memorial Baptist Church. And it's a cool name for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's really easy to get high up on Google if you're Griggs Church, because no one else is Griggs Church. If you're like Faith Church or Grace Church, this is hard to get your name out there. The other thing is that it's still the embodying that, that that's still sort of the spirit of what we're doing at Griggs is trying to be pictures of what a good neighbor is, right? Uh, and of course, for us, that's you know motivated by following Jesus, who taught us uh, exactly what a neighbor was. He's, because people would come and ask him, "Who is my neighbor?" and he would tell stories like the story of the Good Samaritan, for example. And mm-hmm. of course, his big point was, "So go and love your neighbor as yourself." And so, it's still a big deal for us at Griggs is embodying that spirit. So the the name kind of uh, is not lost on us. Um, but yeah, I started pastoring here seven years ago. And how I see Mill, you know, I echo a lot of what, what you guys said. The forgotten part of the neighborhood, if you will. So there are, there's new people coming in. Um, there are established people that have lived here a while and their home. Um, but there is also, and I think you guys would agree, there are. this is also a place where, some people in the low-income bracket find housing, or used to. Mm-hmm. Some of that is changing over time. And as a pastor, um, one of the parts, uh, you know, one of the things I want to do in ministry is bless them. Mm-hmm. And so you would say, uh, I think uh, in the in a more political version of it would be economic justice. Mm-hmm. And I think that is great. Uh, for my side of it in the nonprofit type way, you would talk about it is simply. Uh, ministering to or caring for the poor. Not everyone in Mill is poor, but there are some. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of addiction issues, which we really care about at brings which yep. I care about. And a lot of these people have children. Mm-hmm. And... You know, as we follow Jesus, we care about children. And so a big part of pastoring Griggs is making sure that we have the funds and programs available for children, which by God's grace, we have had since before I got there. Even when the church was down at its smallest uh, numbers, they did have kids' ministry, including big Christmas giveaways and these types of things. Mm. And then now that we're on an upswing more, um, we still make sure and also now get to do more ministry for kids and for the longest time we didn't really have youth and now by god's grace it's kids and youth wow. particularly for some reason or another teenage girls um we just i noticed that i've been blessed to have a couple of ladies in our church who are just gifted with with connecting with them and so they're always doing something shopping movie nights
1: i was able to meet two of them at the housing fair that yeah. um we, we put together um that day. And I, I mentioned to them um, that we need to get together and, and do something because we have a lot of teens just sitting, around, just sitting around on the course doing nothing.
2: Nothing. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. True. That is, uh, one of the problems of our neighborhood is uh, not so much actively bad things happening, but a lack of positive, positive opportunities. Yeah. Because so, we meet a lot of people who there's nothing... There's a, there's, there's no, just, they're, they're good there's kids. Yeah. They're great yeah. kids, you know. They're actually really, and they're very smart and they're very talented. Wow. Uh, and so, well, we're giving it, you know, our best shot But as time goes on, as I get more years under my belt, being able to provide outside of the church for these types of organizations, but also just supporting people who are already in Greenville yeah. taking care of teenagers. Let's find a way to fund them to come do it for our kids if they have some sort of expertise. Uh, but of course we'll always have um we'll always be their church we may not be able to take them like mountain biking through bears mountain like goat can yeah but we'll support goat and when they're ready to come to church um we'd love to tell them about jesus so that that's our, our our goal for the community so how i see the community is a great place and a beautiful place yeah i do see it um to be honest as uh I feel like more should have been done earlier by the uh, uh, by the church at large, not any one specific church, but just kind of a forgotten place to some degree for some of the families. And it was cool that I got to, um, through a series of circumstances, discover that and get involved. And so I've been here for seven years.
0: Well, I can tell you that, and i remembered passing by that church. I'd always notice it because it's a church in the middle of a commercial area,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and nothing was going on and then you guys came along and there's just all this energy there's things happening between those two churches, all these Mm -hmm. kids are out and it has just been nothing but positive and beautiful things. It's such a blessing to have you guys in the community.
2: Oh man, thanks. Uh, we're very lucky to be here. I mean, yeah. and yeah, by God's grace, we have got, we have been able to, um, we have been able, the energy is what we, I think we do got. We've been able to recruit and also, um, you know, kind of get the energy that was already in the neighborhood, kind of. Going a little bit on some of the Christians that were already just living in the neighborhood, yeah, just collect that energy. And even if you don't have a lot of money or resources or something like that, the energy takes it takes it all the way. It, like our housing fair, the energy mm-hmm. made that happen. That wasn't massively expensive to pull off. You don't You're need talk to be. me, man.
1: You know, it's, it's we didn't need a, a bunch of money and a bunch of fanfare. You know, we you know. came together as a community with the resources we had and the contacts we had. And we pulled it off, you know? I, I thought it was awesome. It, it was, it was, it was, it was, I was, my heart was full. My heart was full. and yeah, my heart was full. We had, um, I, I don't know how many, but we had people in and out all day. We had about 15 housing providers that, that showed up. Everybody that... That really
0: do the work and can make resources available to people. That
1: have resources for homeownership, that have resources Mm -hmm. for rental, that have resources for repair, Mm -hmm. that have resources for people on substance abuse, you know, that needed housing. I mean, everyone was there um, across the board. And so the, the idea of that housing fair was to bring those agencies to the people that need Right. right, because a lot of the time these people have barriers in getting to these agencies and connecting with them and, 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 and finding out what they need to do. So um, we, we just got to continue to do more of that type of stuff, which we are. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, um, I'm excited about our upcoming schedules. We've got uh, the job fair coming up, which we're uh, working right now, contacting uh, different employers. We need to see if we can get with uh, Green Company green co, co. up mm-hmm. the street and I lock them in yeah. um, but the po- response has been positive we've got a uh, beautification piece coming up I just got some tree- home with trees green upstate now they're called trees upstate mm-hmm. um, and they won't be able to do our beautification day but we're going to do a special thing with them in fall and we're going to ex- expand it to the entire whole mill and just do a big tree planting program and, cool and that's super
0: middle. exciting right yeah super
1: exciting right partnerships and then mm-hmm. i told her we got i said we got plenty of bodies you know what i mm-hmm. said we got one two three four churches right. are bodies you right. know five if you count some so it's right right um mm-hmm. you know, what they bring so um you can you can green it up you know and shade it up in the community right? Uh, so um, which goes back to your original plan all right so We didn't say this when we spoke at your church, um, Pastor Mitch. But um, I spoke at uh, Grace and Peace this past Sunday, Um, and she um, she came in. He
0: tricked me. He said we was going to church. I got dressed up, and then I sat down, and he said, "Babe, come on up and speak." I said, "I didn't come here for that."
1: Yeah. (laughs) To my defense. Put you on the spot. When when I received the email from Tim, I forwarded it to it We lived together. That.
0: I said, I don't do that. I don't I don't do texting and all like that. You talk to me like a person. I live with you. Like, Paul, Tell me.
1: Paul, Paul, Paul is our I've sift
0: through emails and stuff all day.
1: If you This is what this is what Paul tells me. I'm like, this is I'm like this is, like you live with her.
2: Paul
0: is a reasonable man. I said it
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. Get to the point, baby. We are the point. Right. So, so the
0: point is let me help you. Right. I'll just get into the story. Right. The point is that, you know, how we kind of got to the neighborhood. I was in college, I was at uh, Clemson University uh, and doing my uh, master, master's program there. And um, we were living in Greenville for a couple of years. I just had our daughter and we're looking to purchase a home. I came over in the same, I had seen uh, tons of homes came over here, as soon as we walked in the house, I said, baby, this is our house.
1: Now, mind you, this is the neighborhood that when <laughs> I first moved to Greenville and I was rolling around with my partner, like my homeboy, uh, Mr. Young, you know what I'm saying? He showed me all the hoods. You know, when you go to New you want know, to see all the hoods. They don't know hoods, that, he does right? that. <laughs> I do that, right? I want to go find out where my people are, right? Oh, so, that's not always your people, but so So he brought me, now, He was coming to Brutentown. We were passing through to go to Brutentown. But he wanted me to see these two infamous corners, the corner stores. Yeah, the one show. Right. He wanted me to pass through. So when she said, We're moving to this neighborhood, (laughs) I was like, Oh, Lord. Really? But see, I didn't
0: see it that way. I saw it. It had all, it was rough and, and, around and the edges. I said, Baby, these streets, the bones are beautiful. These streets are beautiful. The, sh- the trees. I said, Look at all these mature trees. Mountain views. I said, Mountain views. I said, Baby, we can throw a rock at downtown. I said, In 10 years, this area won't be this way always. I said, It's going to change.
1: I and, said, and, sold. And, and that, <laughs> yeah, and listen, and yeah. Me, me coming from Charleston, once she broke it down to me in that fashion, like a light bulb went off, because I'm from Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I sat on city council for eight years mm-hmm. there. And we went through the same thing there. It's called gentrification, right? right? Uh, uh, transformation of a community. Um, you know, and when she said that, I was like, yeah. you know. So you understood. I understood. And lo and behold. Yes, yeah, you it's are, coming. Yeah, you're a prophet.
2: See, <laughs> you're
0: <know> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I take it. But anyway, I did. I did my TP on this pro on on the neighborhood. You know, we had a chance to choose a project. So I'm gonna do my community. I I fully invested. My heart was fully invested here. And I did my study, said, we need a neighborhood, we need central, we need central open spaces, nonprofits, we need to do some redesigning of the streets to make it more walkable and affordable housing and the funding. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all in. And so I get that plan done. It's a wonderful plan. It's just cute. And, um, and then I start to get to work. Yeah. To get the neighbors and the residents. I'm like talking to my neighbors and coming out of myself and giving them goodies when they move in and, and recruiting them to our new neighborhood. It's like we, it was a whole, it was a, we were, it was like a.
1: Yeah, so. A
0: crew, a clique.
1: I wasn't.
2: A posse. We were a posse.
1: You hear how passionate she is? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, right?
2: I think I've read some of your projects before, wow. uh, before I met you. Didn't oh. you write a lot about, yeah, I think it was you. Uh, or somebody showed me that it was a student at Masters, Clemson, and it was, I don't think it was the whole thing or whatever, but there was that plan that you talked about. What yeah. was, that? was it called something?
0: It was just the pole mill plan, but after I did the neighborhood plan, I yeah. ended up working for the Greenville County Redevelopment Authority who yeah. ended up purchasing the, the park site. and i was involved with getting the cleanup funds with it organizing the community because they had to have that community piece in order to even be eligible to pursue federal funding to clean up the site um for the park site um so i was involved with that also creating a a a park plan for the Mm -hmm. site with clemson studios um Mm -hmm. it was a it was a studio project at clemson university it was called alignment studios and so you had planning and landscape architect students and they put the plan together but then we did a survey I put that survey together so there was just a lot of like work and building and developing plans and getting the community involved um identifying leadership and cultivating them so mm-hmm.
2: yeah I might have I don't know for sure but I think it's the same thing I think I came across some of you some of that as I was doing a lot of research on Pugman when I first took on this uh, the, the church. Yeah. Um, so it might be the same thing. It would have
0: to be me. I, yeah, I well, was yeah. the only one doing it. It was that called was like me. the bone
2: mill plant, but it never. It wasn't like something. What, tell me the story about that because it has some of that taken place, or yeah, so you know, yeah, at, a lot of the things I, that you've so seen in would the would community. Look, I
1: would love to come back and tell this story.
2: This yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Tell me about it. So what we've been doing? Um, so first of all, she recruited me.
2: You showed all that passion. Yeah, she definitely suffered. If you think that if you think that is at
1: that time. I was like ramble. I was was, like a
0: drill sergeant. I was telling everybody where to go,
2: what to do.
1: Like gung ho (laughs) Rabbit. Yeah. Like a rabbit dog. Yeah. And she was like, get on me, right? She was like, you're not doing enough. You are a council member. Yeah. You know the neighborhood stuff. You're an you organizer. That when you're, you know, you know, you're an organizer. You know, why yeah, you? being so lazy? I was so through with him. I was <laughs> out. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into this thing. Because
0: he's uh-huh. a community activist known statewide for his work in Charleston. You know, right. Right. grassroots movement, um, organizing people, so much so that elected officials had to respect him. And then he kind of got in that business because he understood the policy. He was on the council, but he also he's also a, a people person. And y'all have met him, but he doesn't meet a stranger. And like he knows everybody in the neighborhood. Like yeah. he be knowing names. Be like how do you even know these people? Like where did yeah. you? Develop them? I,
2: like, I don't even.
0: I I know like my neighbors just the doors adjacent in the front, and that's yeah. it. You know, I don't do all this other stuff, you know, so. So you started
2: getting him, you started pulling him into the neighborhood association. And, and, and
0: yeah, so, but and he so, didn't want to at first. He was just a very hands-off. But
1: once that got in, right, our, our thing was, is uh, because we both work full-time, right? Yeah. I work as a full-time educator, and I run JC and Associates. She's a full-time.
0: I work for him full-time. cleaning up. <laughs> For my family, we See, have my mom product, lives with
1: us. Right. His mom my lives, mom with, lives us. with us. We have our daughter. Full time job, and you know. So
0: the house front is a job. I could have stopped and been tired just with the cooking and the cleaning, because you know they don't do any of it. It's just literally me. It's a one man job. It is a one. You lie. I'm not gonna say You wouldn't dare. <laughs> say right
1: and so then, you and you stand at this moment. Yeah.
0: at that time raising a young daughter which takes homework and keeping up with them and then there was the community work which was just another job I don't know what kind of crazy person I was and then I worked like a, a 9 to 5 And
1: so we've been implementing the plan little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit yeah, I see For and, sure you know, yeah. and, and so sometimes we're able to do um, we get some community partners that we're able to do some mobilization right um his, his skills
0: i'm gonna break uh, the skills down between us even though he's more of a people person his skills is he works with institutions so he can he can do bigger things more effective It may do whatever it does but with me at that time it was more centered around the people and i was able to swell and get people kind of committed and creating institutional structure and, and things of that nature so i mean it's definitely two different strengths but right now i'm we're not gonna talk about that. We're just talking about what we talk about.
1: Yeah, she's taking a break right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's because you she know she's got a new role with the county, like yeah. so yeah, so. so, yeah, Pastor um, what, what do you got coming up um, in in the next uh, couple months uh, from the church and in the community that that we could all. Um, help support. March is
2: a busy month. We got two mission trips coming in to Poetto and the job fair. So my plan with this with this new wave of the neighborhood association um, is to get my people involved as much as I can and if we can, uh, which we can a little bit, um, help financially um, with our outreach budget behind you guys. and I want to come alongside which I got to do at the House fair, which I'm sure we'll talk about but a little uh, in more detail, but you know, just get behind that. And, um, let's just, we got, like you've been saying the, the housing fair job fair beautification day block party and heritage day, let's just knock it out of the park each and every time. That's my plan. And I think, um, that brings life to the other churches in the community, which by God, God is already in my, in my view and my experience, breathing fresh uh, life into them as well. So that's my plan. I will say, like, I wanted to talk a little bit too about just that housing fair and a couple of things that just stuck out to me was... Yeah, right. Yeah, well, first of all, I really appreciated you putting that on because the church is, you know, it's really, like, we can do some of that, but it's not our exact forte, Mm -hmm. like, to call all these agencies. Okay. I'm not super familiar overall with the topic of, of housing. I know it's a big deal, I've read up a mm-hmm. decent amount, but you know, it's it's hard to find, for, at least for me, I think for a lot of pastors, confidence to know this is what a housing fair is. And you kind of had an idea, but it was cool that you knew all of that and took the lead. Some things that stuck out to me is, about the housing fair mm-hmm. is how easy, how easy it is if you can find it, if you can partner with the Neighborhood Association, get behind that mission, Right, everybody, you know in the church sometimes we we butt heads and disagree, but everybody can pretty much agree. Like, Christians, we're supposed to help yes, we want to help people find good housing. Right. Nobody's like No No, you don't need housing you know, but like at least I mean I hope not. But (laughs) it'd be hard to tell, yeah, we're not in we don't have that around here. So A that was cool. B another big deal was for church, many times we're fo- not every time, uh, by God's grace hopefully, but we, we can be focused a lot on size of the event versus impact of the event. Now we did have a good crowd, thank God, I was very glad. I didn't, you know, with our neighborhood, timing can be kind of interesting, um, but we had a great crowd. So on Sunday, we actually showed the news clip at church on the screens and everybody was just, this wow. is awesome. Yeah, so that's a really cool thing. And so those are some very, those are some insights I gained is that this is something we can all get behind that. I do think the church has a special role to play behind the, a neighborhood association. You know, I thought God really was with us on that day. He was, he sure. was, he, he's with us, you know, he's
0: been in this in this thing since we, before we've been in this before thing. In yeah.
1: This. yeah. Now I'm going to close with, with, with this. Um, one of the things, um, I, I find as I move around into the different communities. Uh, people, in Greenville in particular, but, you know, across the state, Charleston, you know, who's going to help us, make people, communities feel helpless, where do we go, we don't know what to do. Well, sometimes some of the solutions are, are you have to turn to yourself and you have to look around and can see who your allies are and, and get together and, and, and go fight together and make some things happen together. So um, it's exciting to um, be where we are with the partners that we have um, to make the things happen that we're making happen. Um, Mitch, I want to thank you for being with us tonight on our first podcast on the courts with uh, Quad and And Rashida. um, We appreciate everybody joining us tonight. We'll be coming back soon um, with uh, uh, this time one of our clients. We'll be sitting down with one of our clients talking about um, some aspects, some important policy that is happening. I, I will say preview. Something exciting is happening right now, the hate crime um, just uh, came out of uh, the committee, full committee, and it's going to the full um, floor of the House. We believe it's gonna pass the House and go to the Senate. We are one of two states that do not have a hate crime bill. Um, mm. um, so we're, we're hopeful that we can get that passed and, and add an extra layer of protection for people in our state. Nice. So um, perhaps we'll have Representative Gilliard, the author of that legislation,
0: to talk about it. And our client. Sure, I uh, think that'd they
1: be come, great. To come before us and, and we talk about how we're doing it and what we're, our strategy to move it forward and to get it passed. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Mitch, Let you go and uh, get to the church and, and, and work with the brothers and sisters. I want to recognize our engineer, Tom. Tom. All right. Peace.
2: We out. This has been On the Porch with Quadro Campbell and Rashida e. Jeffries. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Special thanks to our guest, Pastor Mitch Miller of Griggs Church. Until next time, bye for now.